G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. If you're like me, you like to hear news of good work being done by mission organisations. Well, a focus on a project just completed in the nation of Cambodia with the Samaritan's Purse organisation. They have replaced what were four derelict sheds with four brand new school buildings. Abby McFarlane is the International Projects Manager with Samaritan's Purse, just back from Cambodia. Abby's joining us to talk about the project. Hello, Abby. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. It's great to be with you. Abby, just back a few weeks from Cambodia, these four new school buildings, uh, tell us how those are looking now and what sort of response you're getting from the locals. Well, they're absolutely beautiful. When you compare them um, to the old buildings, um, they are second to none. Um, a lot of the old buildings are um, essentially, like you said, shacks. Um, they've got holes in them. The roofs are um, falling down around them. The floors are cracked. There's bugs climbing up through the floors because they're mud floor huts. And now we've replaced them with these beautiful concrete um, solid structures that are cool. They have windows that allow breeze to flow through. The classrooms are bright. Um, a lot of them have been decorated with drawings and um, colourful art that the kids have done. And so it's just a completely different educational learning space for students. And we've seen an amazing um, response from communities real ownership of these new buildings, which is so exciting to see in a country where um, so many people were killed by Pol Pot who were educated. And so there was a real fear around education to now see communities who lived through the Pol Pot regime um, really embracing education and embracing these new buildings is really exciting to see. Well, we're no strangers to the good work of Samaritan's Purse uh, when there's disaster relief recovery. And, of course, the Operation Christmas Child that a lot of people will be thinking about. But this is a whole different sort of kettle of fish that perhaps Samaritan's Purse is not as well known for. But these buildings, four new schools, these are just the start, aren't they? They are. Well, actually, these are um, our tw- one of them is our 20th school. So over the last four years, we've constructed 20 school buildings in this province in Cambodia, and they are just the beginning. We've um, not only just built the building, building, but we've also implemented um, literacy programs in the schools, and we've implemented teacher training programs um, and school support committees for every single school so that the community is involved. And we've seen... Um, I don't think that we would have ever dreamed that we would have seen the impact that we've seen in four years in these 20 communities and the change and transformation we've seen in students' lives. It's just unbelievable. Well, poverty and lack of resources are the thing that prevents uh, teachers in rural areas from having adequate education qualifications. So if you get this at the beginning and then it begins to filter through, you can, you can have a major impact on whole communities. 
Absolutely, and that's what we're seeing. I think there's one school um, called Cat Prep where we built um, a new building for them two years ago. We implemented the We Can Read, We Can Write program, which is a literacy program um, with grades one and grades two students. Um, and it uses tablets and reading resources, and it's really a play-based learning um, program. Anyway, we saw implemented this program, and we implemented the teacher training program um, along with the school support committee, and actually had other complementary programs around um, safe migration and trafficking awareness because this was a really vulnerable community. Um, and we've seen amazing growth in that community, community, not just in education values, and we've seen. Um, all 22 of their Year 6 students go on to middle school, which is nearly unheard of in a rural primary school. Um, I think the average um, percentage is about 42% of Year 6 students will move on to middle school, and we've seen 100% of their Year 6 cohort move on. But we've also seen great... Um, income generation through our livelihoods program and we've seen um, the kids going on to do bigger and better things. We've actually seen teachers being challenged because they actually are teaching students who are literate now um, so they've had to change the way that they teach in the classroom and actually have to extend the curriculum to be able to meet um, the desire for learning that the students now have which is really exciting. Well when you do good works in a community, goodwill is generated and as I understand it the Deputy Governor Governor in one of the provinces made a plea to Samaritan's Purse to help to build a secondary school because kids were stuck, as you say, in just primary school level and they're able now to get into secondary school, which means a career is a possibility. Absolutely. I think what we're seeing in, in Cambodia, um, families really are um, they're financially savvy. And so if you, we found that in year six, we did a survey of 11 schools in this area and found that 56% of year six students were functionally illiterate in Khmer. And so for a family, it's more financially beneficial for them at that point to take their kids out of school and to put them to work to earn money for the family. If their child can't read or write in Khmer, that's more financially viable for the family. Um, whereas if the student is able to read and write at year six, it's more financially viable for them to send them to middle school because there's the potential for them to get a better earning job to be able to provide for the family more long term and maybe they'll go on to upper secondary school and get an even better job. So um, they're really financially savvy but what we've seen is we've created ourselves a problem which is fantastic in that we've seen so many kids become literate through our programs in primary school that we're having desperate need for middle schools in areas that never had a need for a middle school. And so this deputy governor actually made a plea at one of our school openings um, where we have five primary schools that had never had access to a middle school. Um, so it just goes to show you how many students were going to middle school from those five primary schools. They've actually come together, made a plea to the government, and it's gone all the way to Phnom Penh, to the Ministry of Education, for a middle school to be built in that area so that all five schools could feed into that middle school. Anyway, the government's come back and said that they will provide the teachers and the long-term support, but they just don't have the funds to build um, the structure. So the community have got together and built what really is a carport um, to provide um, a place for these students to meet. So currently they have 30 Year 7 students. Next year they think they're going to have 120 students in Year 7 and Year 8 meeting in this little carport um, pretty much. So 
that was the plea for us to um, look at building a new middle school um, for these five communities to be able to send their kids to, which is really exciting to see and it's a great problem for us to have. The only problem is that we need support um, and we need the funding in order to do that, which we would really love to be able to provide for these communities. It is amazing the work you're doing and no doubt you're getting great value for money. And when we talk poverty, uh, poverty is one of those things we say we want to break the poverty cycle and education is one way that you do that. In fact, it's a trap for so many millions, isn't it, uh, in oh, developing countries. If you, if you don't have an education, there's no way you'll be able to break free from that poverty cycle. So uh, you, you're saying that there's lots of opportunities and there are ways that you can accelerate more building projects like this. Of course, it just takes funds. What is it that you'd like to uh, to share with listeners today that might encourage them to get on board with the next project for Samaritan's Purse? Look, I think we know, as you said, education does break the cycle of poverty. There are so many statistics out there. One of my favourites is that if we had every student um, in school who was literate, we would um, cut world poverty by 12%. Um, that's a really significant um, cut in poverty. Um, we know that if a child is educated, um, they're more than likely to go on and to earn at least an additional 10% um, per year um, for every year of schooling that they've received. We know that women who are educated are less likely to die in childbirth and their children are less likely to die um, as a result of malnutrition because they've been educated. So there are so many flow-on effects. I think um, with Samaritan's Purse, we're really passionate about educating this generation because the reality is Samaritan's Purse isn't going to be in Cambodia forever. But these children, this generation is, and they really have the ability to change the nation from the inside out. If we educate them now and we place within them the values and the skills and the abilities and the beliefs in themselves um, and really plant the seeds of the gospel in those schools, um, they have the ability to change that nation of Cambodia from the inside out because they will be your doctors, your lawyers, your teachers, your politicians in the future. And so if we can go into these communities and build schools and provide literacy programs and teacher training and other complementary programs to allow these communities to thrive and these kids to thrive, I think that we'll see an amazing change, not only in communities but in the nation of Cambodia in 20, 30 years' time. Well, great projects in a developing country, Cambodia, a trusted missions organisation, Samaritan's Purse, and all of those connections to the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And no doubt people will be able to give a gift towards perhaps the next school or the next number of schools when they go online I'll point people to samaritanspurse.org.au that's samaritanspurse.org.au it is an exciting story Abby McFarlane International Projects Manager with Samaritans Purse thanks so much for sharing with us today on 2020 my pleasure thank you so much for having me before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported your donation large or small will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across australia and around the world learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au